1: we welcome back our buddy good friend of the program and my nicholas wapshot opinion editor of newsweek and an author his newest book is titled the sphinx franklin roosevelt the isolationist and the road to world war ii and his book is available at www.wwnorton.com forward slash books and also at amazon.com nicholas happy tuesday
0: Uh, thank you very much how are you doing
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I look forward to talking to you about this Democratic debate. I want to see if we agree in our opinions. But first, let's play a brief clip for those that need a reminder or maybe missed uh, some. Here is a brief recap of what happened uh, at Sunday's Democratic presidential debate with Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and Martin O'Malley.
2: You know, I remember well when my youth minister took me to... Uh hear Dr. King we pledge to continue his vision in keeping with Dr. King's teaching that love would have the final word
0: I think secretary Clinton knows that what she says is very disingenuous I have a D minus voting record from the NRA
2: I have made it clear based on Senator Sanders own record that he uh, has voted with the NRA with the gun lobby numerous times well let me talk about polling we are running ahead of secretary Clinton in terms of taking on my good friend, Donald Trump. I have to say I'm not sure whether we're talking about the plan you just introduced tonight or we're talking about the plan you introduced nine times in the Congress, but the fact is we have the Affordable Care Act. We're not going to tear off the Affordable Care Act. I helped write it. The authority with these regulators to make those decisions. He's criticized President Obama. Set the record right. In 2006 when I ran for the Senate, Senator Barack Obama was kind enough to campaign for me. We don't use the term you hear Republicans throwing around trying to look all bravado and macho. They keep using the term boots on the ground.
1: Okay. Nicholas, uh, there, there's been so much that's been said since Sunday's debate. First of all, in your professional opinion, as an p- opinion editor of Newsweek, an author, somebody who knows politics very well and covered and written about it for years, um, who won Sunday's debate in your professional opinion?
0: ooh it's not easy because it, it, no, it was this is a points if it's a boxing game this is a points match isn't it uh, i think that i mean hillary showed two things which were sort of new uh, we know we know her as old hillary and rather stiff she's she's gradually not quite softening up, but she's, uh, she's relaxing a little bit into the role, isn't she? But what she showed was, and it's not quite a nasty side, it's an, an amazingly effective sort of lawyer's ability to drill at various points and uh, various holes in Bernie Sanders' armor. Bernie, meanwhile, has this sort of impeccable integrity about him. I mean, who can doubt that he is not being got at by any uh, public relations people? Uh, You know, they haven't even got him to wear a good suit. I mean, and that, I think, gives him a sort of uh, lack of vulnerability. The fact is that he is his own man, and what he says goes, and that came across... Uh, clearly. Now, if you go through the, we've we'll uh, we got a little bit of time, you know, we could go through the, the different issues one by one to see which one won. But overall, I would say Hillary just by a nose, but not by much. And I don't really think in a way it's going to affect uh, what happens in Iowa and in New Hampshire, where that's much more to do with a ground game, whether you've been working for long enough, whether you've paid enough visits there and so on. Uh, None of the things that uh, are likely to emerge later in the race are available in the first two, which are much more to do with whether you've got your organization together. Uh, In which case, we are in a race, though, which is interesting, isn't it, because we weren't expecting It's hard. You and I spent our whole lives devoted to following these sorts of things. But uh, people who haven't been paying attention. I mean, Hillary Clinton had the place more or less to itself until the summer. And it's somehow Bernie has managed to actually turn this uh, this race into a genuine race. It's a bit tortoise and hare, maybe uh, Bernie, a uh, bit of a sleepy effort. But it, but he's certainly coming up on the outside at quite a pace. And there's no doubt too, which is that, and uh, that was expressed, in, I think, in the debate. Henry's sort of nervous. You can tell. Uh, she's, uh, I mean, she she performs well under pressure, which is probably a good thing. In which case, actually, we're seeing the best of it. But you can see at the same time, this is not the coronation that she uh, might have on a quieter day might have hoped it was going to be what do you think
1: well uh, you know one of the things I, I just think that she comes off as knowledgeable experienced professional strong presidential what i didn't see was anything that would widen her the lead, the gap and give her a larger lead in iowa and in new hampshire and that's what she needs um, right now, you know what? Every poll I look at, it's so different in Iowa. Seriously, I think I've seen her up by two. I've seen her up by twenty-one. Um, you know what is the latest as far as uh, how much of an you know how much of an advance lead she has in the polls in Iowa over Bernie? And where are they? Are they neck and neck in New Hampshire? Is he up a couple?
0: Yeah, more or less. And anyway, the the polling is. You see, the polling. Um, it's asking people who won't turn out, and that's bad for Bernie, because on the whole, particularly the younger people, the older people might turn out, but the younger people probably won't turn out yet. Yeah, they're being polled as if they will. And the other thing is, I mean, this is a caucus in Iowa. Succession of caucuses, very, very difficult to predict. Uh, however you uh, try to poll it, it's not as easy. New is much, much easier. And uh, Well, I would say they're within sort of polling error of each other, really. Uh, And yet... I was going to change New Hampshire, so in a way, whatever we think about New Hampshire right now means nothing, because I was going to change the nature of the game. And which one of them comes out of it? I mean, they're both rather confident about it. I would have thought that, uh, knowing Hillary, she's uh, learned the lessons of the last time she was thwacked there by Barack Obama eight years ago, which came as such a shock to her. I would have thought that she would have ensured at least that that was shored
1: up. Yeah, uh, uh, hold that, hand, hold that thought, uh, Nicholas, that and, and hold really? that name, hold that name. Obama, because when we come back, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some things that were takeaways from the de- debate. And one was we heard that name, President Obama, a lot from the lips of Hillary. Nicholas Wapshot is opinion editor of Newsweek and an author. His newest book is titled The Sphinx Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and the Road to World War Two. His book is available at www.ww.norton.com forward slash books. Also, you can find it at Amazon.com. Go to Newsweek.com to check out his- His great pieces. And on Twitter, follow Nicholas at nwapshot. That's N-W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T. Back with him and you after this. Talking the Democratic debate that happened on Sunday. We are back are talking with Nicholas Wapshott, opinion editor of Newsweek, author of his latest book, The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist and the Road to World War II. A couple of places to get it, www.wwnorton.com forward slash books and amazon.com. Uh, Nicholas, Hillary Clinton talked aloud about President Obama. Interesting because um, most recently she's been distancing herself from him. Uh, you know, with regard to raids and some, you know, some other issues. Uh, does this help her or why is she doing this? Because she certainly would seem to have um, a, a good amount of those who backed Obama, especially the African-American community, and that vote, you know, nailed down right now.
0: Well, yeah, yes. I mean, there is a subtext to it, isn't there? And that is the African-American vote. And Bernie has been making uh, very friendly noises towards the African-American community, uh, in recent weeks. He's he left it a bit late, uh, probably too late, actually. Uh, nonetheless, I think that uh, two, two things were going on when Hillary Clinton was talking about Obama. First of all, she was stressing to African-Americans, I like your president. I, he's our president, ah. and, and he's been a very good thing. And uh, he, she deliberately tried to contrast uh, herself with Sanders, who's said a number of critical things about uh, the president. Now, many progressives, of course, look at uh, Obama and notice that really he's been pretty conservative from a progressive point of view uh, so there are disappointments and I think that uh, Bernie Sanders may well have said things that he w- might regret at this stage of the game but uh, mrs. Clinton uh, it's it's fascinating the other thing she's stressing is that she is the candidate of sort of change that uh, works out change change that's possible which is what Obama is about and the and the implicit argument there is not to gamble with Bernie Sanders who's a democratic socialist, for goodness sake, and someone unlikely to win the general election, let alone even if he became the president, to persuade Congress in either house to take his uh, socialist ideas seriously. So by stressing the, the president, and it's a rash thing to do, because he's not the most popular president in the world, but he is among Democrats, and solid Democrats of the, the sort that she needs in abundance. And she has mostly got them buttoned down, and I think it sort of may be reassuring to, to say, uh, by the way, there's, uh, I work very well with with Obama, and uh, he will be a great support to me if I become the president. And, and presumably Obama will, when uh, Hillary, if she is anointed, uh, will, will actually uh, do some campaigning on her behalf in the right sort of places where we know that he goes down very well, which is on the coasts and, uh, of course, uh, within the African-American community.
1: Do you think that she won points with Democrats on both health care and gun control? She was very specific. She had her stuff regarding how he voted, what he had said, what his plan would entail. Uh, If anything, I thought those were two aha moments.
0: Yeah, I think that actually, as it turns out, with the the gun control thing – Uh, I think everybody understands Bernie's problem and he comes from Vermont and it's a wild place which uh, you know lots of people go out with a gun in their arm for an afternoon's walk looking for a bit of rough game to shoot you know an odd odd, uh, whatever creature you can find to go there you know a pigeon or whatever and uh, so he does come from hunting territory and I think he's given a pass really I I don't think anyone really genuinely believes that Bernie started in favor of uh, the NRA or that they think very much of him Uh, he's he's had do it from where he comes from, and, and therefore, I don't think that was the most important thing. But now, when you get to healthcare, now, there is a very clear difference here. And again, Hillary is backing the sort of, let's uh, let's do change we can manage, let's not shoot for the moon. Uh, after all, it's what Bernie Sanders is suggesting is, by the way, it's an eminently good idea. And eventually, the United States, like the rest of the civilized world, will opt for a single-payer system, because it's the only way you can contain the costs of uh, healthcare. The uh, British healthcare has been running since 1945, uh, pretty impeccably at half the price for exactly the same medicine. So, And it's true in Canada, too. Every example will show you the same. But I think it's too early to do it. And also, they've just shored up Obamacare. They've just fought off all comers. And I think that Hillary's right to say, we don't want to unpick all of that all over again. We don't want to spend the next eight years messing around with, uh, with uh, trying to get in a system which uh, the Democratic Congress, after all, were given the, the, the prize to set up whichever health care system they liked, as long as extended the number of people to be insured, and uh, they chose not to go down the single-payer route, and I don't think that there will be any chance that they change their minds on this issue. So I think that, again, she was in the winning position, and uh, I think that the the more that she stresses that Bernie is sort of out of touch with reality, and uh, his sort of pipe dreams are wonderful, and I'm very glad he's having them, but he's not really a serious candidate in that respect, because he's promising things that he knows full well he can never bring about.
1: Experts are calling Iowa for Hillary, Hillary, even though the lead is not huge for her. Um, what uh, you know, would you, would you agree with that? And, you know, Bernie Sanders, honestly, I expected to win New Hampshire, even though he's from Vermont, being from New England. I know how close those states are. You could only look to Scott Brown and Mitt Romney as, uh, in a sense, a candidate the two states, Massachusetts and New Hampshire, shared, in a sense. And we often see that. Somebody will fail in Massachusetts or go to New Hampshire or have worked in Massachusetts politically and then go to New Hampshire or vice versa. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he got New Hampshire. As a matter of fact, I thought Bernie would have a much larger lead in New Hampshire. If anything, he's lost his huge lead over over the months that have gone by. What, what, do, you, what do you think has happened there? Well, you know
0: um – Hillary Clinton discovered eight years ago halfway through a campaign that she's, what she's really very good at is um, playing up the fact that she comes from, and it's not quite true, uh, sort of blue-collar stock. Uh, she's, she's very good uh, with working people in bars over a pint of beer, and it's one of those sort of incongruous things. You'd think that she wouldn't be very good at that, but you can imagine in a way that anybody who could live with Bill Clinton is actually perfectly capable of rubbing shoulders with all sorts of uh, people In in various industrial positions, which is not exactly what you'd think about Hillary Clinton, where you'd imagine she'd be much happier uh, in places like New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco, but not at all. She has got this strange uh, appeal, and she can roll it out, which is why if if you're saying that she's going to win Iowa, and I I, I think it must be too close to call, even if you and I. Well, right now it's she's
1: only four points up, and as you know, there's a three you know point percentage uh, margin of error.
0: Yeah, and and also, as I say, it's it's getting the getting the people actually to turn up. I mean, if it's a snowy night, it's a different uh, thing to a, a wet and rainy night, and if it's a dry night, it's, you get different people out. So,
2: I, and, and Nicholas, you know, so
1: people, Nicholas, so people understand. You would think young people, because they have the ability, those millennials, to get out in the snow, would be out. But it does, uh, in the past, uh, it, it's actually the older population that will weather the storm, literally, uh, to go out and vote more so than younger folks, correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's true in every single election, but it's particularly difficult in caucuses where you have to devote so much time. You actually have to turn up and argue the toss with people. And you have to listen to the arguments and so on and wait around until the end of the evening before you get to cast your vote. Uh, and the temptation for uh, someone who might have better things to do than to concern themselves with the future of the nation is, uh, <laughs> you know, overwhelming very often for people who, uh, even on a. Like,
1: play know, the latest night version night. of. Uh... Yeah,
0: yes, I, I'll do that. But actually, six nights out of seven, they would really go off to the movies or go off to a bar and see, let somebody else take the strain. And yeah, so young people, terrific as they are, are not reliable supporters when it comes to turning out to vote.
1: Uh, let, let's talk about when these debates are. I think most people are of the mindset now or belief that Debbie Wasserman Schultz wants to be in Hillary's cabinets trying to help Hillary. But does it help Hillary? Hillary has been very strong in the past three debates against Senator Sanders. Uh, perhaps he was strongest in the last debate, but the first two, no. So is hiding, in a sense, uh, the debate schedule, despite the 10 to 12 million that watched this one, um, you know, a, a, a good or a bad idea? Is this idea that, in a sense, backfired or? You know, or has it even backfired, because despite hiding it, a lot of people are tuning in, even though it's like a holiday weekend, there's such a great game on, before we'd seen the debate six, what, six, seven days, six days before Christmas. Uh, what do you think?
0: Well, it is topsy-turvy, isn't it? But of course, all politics has become topsy-turvy nowadays. The, it is the Republicans who should have been hiding there. Full glare and in, uh, on nights when there wasn't too much else on the TV, and they've got record ratings, and everybody's seen quite how horrific the choice is on the Republican side. And uh, yes, uh, it, it, it might have looked like a sort of a clever ruse to try to hide the Democratic debates of the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays, when people have better things to do, uh, when there are there are other attractions on the TV and going out and so on. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's true that they're they're paying some attention. I'm not sure quite how much, and I haven't seen any polling on this which suggests that the debates have actually moved the needle, particularly one way or the other. The things that have changed the democratic race seem to have just come out of the air, just seem seem to have emerged, Uh, various things that reporters have found out about one or the other or so on. It's invented in that way. Uh, But I don't think that, uh, whereas, that's even true on the Republican side. Despite all of this hoo-ha and extraordinarily good television as they bat each other around, there doesn't seem to have been very much change. Uh, You always expect that uh, in order to pull themselves out of a bad position, somebody in a TV debate would really stick their net out and go for Trump or go for Cruz or something, but they don't seem to have done it, or at least if they tried to do it, they've been most ineffective.
1: I, I also want to talk about, because so much to talk about, not enough time. We have to keep you for days next time, Nicholas. We'll <laughs> just sit and talk for hours. Um, I, I, I also um, I, I, I want to talk about, and, and not her plea to minorities and things like that, but um, well, for, let's go. I have two questions. First, let's go to Bill Clinton. What is or, or will his role be in this year of 2016 for Hillary, and will that help or hurt her?
0: It'll certainly help her. He is, uh, if you've ever seen him on the stump, he is the most extraordinary retail politician of his generation and probably of the generation before that. The. Uh, he can turn on i know that he's ailing a bit he doesn't quite have the sort of top uh, rate of sort of kryptonite uh, emitting from him at the moment but at the same time he is such a great performer uh, he is uh, logical he is persuasive he's above all charming and as long as he doesn't rub ramen in, into trouble and it, i would guess that after 8 years ago when he made a fool of himself in south carolina uh, uh, and uh, alienated some of the african-american community there which is the the maddest thing that you'd imagine bill clinton would he actually even be capable of doing I think he must have learned his lesson, and rather like uh, Chelsea Clinton, who's also on the stump now. Um, you know, it's a good, of course, they're good at fundraising too, which is uh, never a bad idea, particularly when you're going into a general election against the Republicans, who appear to have endless amounts of money. Uh, but the—I uh, don't think there's any doubt that uh, Bill Clinton is a great plus. If you—we were talking about Hillary and the way that she has. Um, which is rather brave, said, you know, I am the the natural successor to Obama, and I will just carry on doing it and improve things as we go along. Uh, And he's not very popular. When in 2000 Al Gore refused to have Bill Clinton because he thought he might get tainted with Bill Clinton's recent sex scandal, he made a profound error because even when he left office, Bill Clinton had 66% approval rating. Yeah. That's 15% more than Obama.
1: And by the way, and, and yeah, folks forget that's uh, post Monica. I want to ask one more question on the debate and one on a run if we have time. Um, Hillary Clinton has a firewall in South Carolina. Um, briefly explain that and, and touch upon. Okay, if Hillary wins Iowa. Is it really over in a sense for Senator Sanders after the debate? People were like, look, he's he's you know, don't count him out yet. Don't count him out yet. I mean, is the only way Senator Sanders really going to be counted in if he gets both Iowa and New Hampshire, because she's going to secure those southern states, starting with South Carolina, which matters big time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, the, the, the firewall effectively means that uh, Bernie Sanders is at a profound disadvantage. He's very much a northeastern uh, super liberal, and he doesn't necessarily travel below the Mason-Dixon line very easily. Uh, he just doesn't have that sort of natural rapport. He's a you know, I mean, he's a good Brooklyn boy. He you know, he waves his arms around like Larry Davis' perfect impersonation of him, and. Uh, it, it, he does therefore, it, unless he's got some sort of uh, momentum behind him as he heads south, then he is in profound trouble. Now, he can, if he wins Iowa and loses New Hampshire, that's okay. Uh, it, it depends. How, I mean, by winning Iowa, you'd expect that he might go on to win New Hampshire. But uh, there is such thing as fighting back, and Mrs. Clinton certainly won't want to lose both of them, uh, in which case uh, they, they, they head south in sort of on equal terms. But if she wins Iowa... That means she's more likely to win New Hampshire. And if he can't do either of those, then he's really doomed, Uh, in which case uh, I guess he will bow out pretty gracefully after that Super Tuesday. Uh,
1: And if she loses both Iowa and New Hampshire, it doesn't mean it's over for her.
0: Uh, No, it doesn't. No, no, not at all. Uh, You've got to think that Hillary has been planning this, I mean, eight years ago, she'd already been planning for eight years. So sort of, she hit. She, of she more decades, than hit the she'd ground been running. Planning yeah. her. Yeah. her attempt on the presidency. And I'll tell you, all those ducks are in a row, and they don't move out of line either. She's got everybody sewn up. The whole the so-called uh, democratic establishment has been in her pocket for years. And it would I, it's just beyond belief that they would allow the party to choose someone who's unelectable when they have somebody like Hillary, Hillary Oh Clinton. no,
1: And I agree. Are you surprised that it's this close with – I love Senator Sanders, but let's be honest – a Jewish socialist who's <laughs> much older – who looks like, uh, you know, a little bit like Einstein and uh, likes to scream and, you know, have his hands wave around. Uh, you know, are you surprised that he's doing so well? Is that to his credit or, you know, or, you know, is it sort of like Hillary? Seriously, you can't have a bigger lead over this man?
0: No, I think what it reflects is that there are a great number of people who, since that terrible uh, financial crash of 2008, 2009, have not improved their lot, and they are very upset about it. And they're they're on the right, and they're in the middle, and they're on the left. And the ones on the left want bankers to go to jail, and they want a fair deal, and they want more income equality and all of the other things the whole checklist that Bernie Sanders gives them uh, but I think that they know actually when when the day comes uh, although they've made their protest absolutely clear uh, that Bernie Sanders will not be the next president of the United States and if they really want a Democrat and what's the option for them quite honestly and not, and not gonna... only and not
1: only does she we didn't get to Iran but we'll talk another time about that Nicholas uh, not I agree with you not only does she um, have the chance to win in a general election you just got to look at the numbers against every republican Republican candidate, including Donald Trump. Uh, Thank you uh, for joining us, Nicholas. We always love having you on the program. Nicholas Wapshot, our friend and yours. Go to Newsweek.com to read his great writings. Get his book, The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II. It's a good read. He's smart. You could learn some things. Reading is good. Nicholas's book is available at www.wwnorton.com forward slash books and amazon.com. And on Twitter, follow him at nwapshot, N-W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T.